0: Welcome back to Happy Brain. Happy New Year to all of you, and thank you for listening to one or more episodes of this podcast this year. It's been an interesting year. This is the first year I did this podcast completely on my own. We took it over in 2022. So this is this was f- the first full year of doing it, learning a lot of things trying to figure out what works, what doesn't work. And thank you for those of you who have responded and said, hey, Sean, man, that's working, or you might want to rethink that. That's helped. And it's still a work in progress, and I'm really just trying to determine what people want. What do you want out of a podcast like this? Because there's so many amazing podcasts. I listen to a lot of great podcasts myself, and I'm wondering if I'm listening to this podcast, what is it going to get me? What's different? And I think one of the things that I've kind of realized is I love talking to so many cool people about mental health, about tips and tricks, but just basically connecting with really good people. So today is one of those episodes. I was so lucky. If I didn't do this podcast, I would have never met this person. His name's Crew Pop and I'll go into his bio. You'll see that in this episodes. But he passionate, passionate about thank yous. And specifically about thank you letters, like handwriting letters. So it was a really reflective, fun episode that we did and recorded. And that, for me personally, it was an amazing experience. It brought me a lot of joy. And that was one of the reasons that I realized, wow, that's why I like doing this. It's because I get to talk to people that hopefully help me, but really, more importantly, help other people. I'm doing this because it's hopefully helpful, right? Right. So thank you so much for giving this time and attention. I'm going to be focusing a lot in the next next month and t- or two in determining the future of this. Is this something that can really help people? Is this going to continue? Does, do people want this? Could we put our energy and time into something that might be even more helpful? I don't know. So just being honest with you as a listener, thank you so much for being here for all this time. We've had almost 250 episodes. So it's been a really amazing journey, and I look forward to continuing this journey in some way, whether it's right here or helping and serving in some other capacity. But I think there's some energy in positivity, and one of the things that this podcast does is talk about those things that make our brains a little bit happier, and what more better way to start the new year talking about thankfulness, gratitude, and specifically about an old-school form of communication called a thank you letter. And I mentioned Carew a second ago, he founded National uh, letter, uh, Thank You Letter Day. I just want you to hear the passion of somebody who's trying to help somebody else. He's doing a lot of this out of his own heart, and he really cares about making a difference. And his story about creating the largest thank you letter ever created by a group of I think it was sixth graders or or elementary school students and himself as a teacher. It was like the length of a football field. And they actually wrote a letter with like six-foot letters, like individual letters, and folded it up and mailed it to uh, another school or another group. It was absolutely an amazing story. It was featured on Kelly Clarkson. Side note, I love Kelly Clarkson. She's amazing. And it was just an amazing experience to behold. That's the great news. The sad news is, Crew's audio was perfect, was great. But I made some rookie podcasting mistakes and I actually did it for two episodes that I recorded. I was recording the sound off a a webcam or another microphone, not the microphone you're hearing right now. As a podcaster, we make mistakes and just owning up to that. So enjoy this episode. I have some thoughts at the end. You'll hear my intro here in a second. But if you're new, this is Happy Brain, a podcast to do things, to share ideas, tips and tricks to make your brain happier. And happy new year, 2024.
1: Cheers. Welcome back to Happy Brain. My name is Sean Block. Thank you so much for being here today. I have a theme of thank you. If you're interested in the power of thank you and the power of gratitude, this is an episode for you. I have Carew Papritz, and we had a, just a great conversation today. He is the award-winning, best-selling author of the book called The Legacy Letters. And he has innovative literacy efforts to inspire kids. And interestingly enough, he has the Guinness Book of World Records for the largest, the world's largest thank you letter that was ever created, literally the size of a basketball court, uh, with the help of some wonderful kids. So he's going to talk about that. But really, we had a great conversation about the power of gratitude and reaching out and actually writing a thank you letter, which he challenged me to do, and I challenge you to do as well, in cursive, if you can. He has been featured on so many different programs, and I'm so delighted that he decided to spend a few minutes with us today. So let's get right into today's episode with Peru, and I have some thoughts for you at the end. Cheers. Welcome back to Happy Brain one of my favorite baseball players of all time has the last name of your first name. His name was Rod Carew. Oh, yeah. Minibus twins. I'm sure you've heard of him, right? I'm, I'm, I'm proud to be part of that legacy. My One of my highlights of my baseball fandom is I saw his 3,000 hits back in when he was playing you know, in the 80s. So that's that's a milestone in baseball for people that don't know. It's only like, you know, 20, 30, 40 people have ever done. Yeah. And I was in line I was 14 years old, and I was in line trying to get in to try to get to his first at-back because we were running late, and there was a huge line. And, and I was with my buddy, and some guy ran up to us and said, hey, hey, I got two extra tickets. Here, here, you guys can go. They were right behind home plate. oh, And we got there just seconds before he got his hit. Wow. So for the rest of my life, I have that experience because somebody had happened to give us tickets, and, and that was so that was that was very I was very grateful for that. And I was gonna say you
2: segued so beautifully. <laughs>
1: I know it. I know it. So I just so wanna want to talk about you've done a million things and I'm gonna put in your bio all the great things you've done and all the cool things. But so I think one of the things you want to talk about right away is national is national thank you letter day that you started. National thank you letter day, yeah. That's yeah. amazing. How did that come about? And I want to know your first uh thank you letter that you ever wrote. Oh, good clue! Cool. There we go. Back in the time
2: machine, <laughs> I'll have to find that one. Ah, uh, well, let's. Well, gosh, let's answer that one first because no, let's answer it last because I'll have to really remember. Um, um, national thank you letter day. So this this story's fun. This is a blast. Um, so I'm involved with our local community school. It's a small town here in Southern Arizona, and. Uh, they let me do all sorts of wonderful things for the school vis-a-vis gratitude. We have something that we put together years ago called Project Gratitude. And basically, it's about getting kids involved in community service, whether it be local, regional, national, or international. But National Thank You Letter Day. Okay, so I'm, um, I'm a big advocate, of course, of writing letters and cursive. So I got our local school to do a cursive writing class, and I was helping to teach it and of course you think, oh, this is so cool. And parents and adults are like, oh, you're so, you're so cool. Teaching cursive again, I go, yeah, really? Really? really, really, really? You want to be back in the classroom teaching cursive? And kids are like, oh, you know, they're falling asleep. Not like this and over and over. So I was thinking, ah, oh, gosh, we got to get these kids jazzed up about it. And all of a sudden, I, and I was teaching from a letter in my book. It was called How to Say Please and Thank You. I mean, as basic as a basic as it gets. And all of a sudden, this idea just popped in my head. And I said, Hey, you guys, what if we did a letter the size, a thank you letter the size of a football field? You know, oh, Mr. Pepper, oh, well, Charles is great. You know, they just thought, Oh, that's the great. And they're used to me coming up with stuff like, Okay, let's do it. And I'm like, Yeah, let's do it. And I'm going, Yeah, let's do it. Oh, my gosh. So I started thinking about it. And I got with my superintendent, Roxana Rico. And she was like, Yeah, that sounds great. Go ahead and i'm like okay i mean there's no manual out there how to do it so but what happened was is we created the world's largest handwritten thank you letter the size of a high school basketball gym
1: amazing and
2: um as a result that was the kickoff i thought well we just can't have a one and done we got to do something with this so we created national thank you letter day in the middle of the month of thanks november 14th and um And the running joke is, what do you do with the world's largest thank you letter? Okay, so all the kids signed it there, right? There was great. 600 kids with the big hoopla in the papers and all this stuff. But what do you do with it? Well, you got to send next year, create the world's largest envelope, world's largest stamp, had the postmaster sign it, send it to take a letter that size, took 20 kids, three foot high, 20 foot long. We had to take the doors of the gym off to get it out stuff in the back of the postal truck, carted down to another school. So it's officially been mailed. It's an official letter, right? That's amazing. And um, and as a result of that, we got a Guinness World Record. And as a result of that, we got on the Kelly Clarkson show.
1: Yes. And she's one of my favorite people in the world. So that's, yeah. that's amazing. Cool.
2: So cool. And I'm glad because she loves writing letters and getting the word out that way. So talk about, the, and the cool, cool part is, I got to tell you, I am Mr. Big Letter guy now. I go into the store, Hey, Mr. Big Letter, Mr. big big envelope guy, Mr.
1: Big. S-. It's the coolest thing. It's like being Santa Claus, except in your hometown, you know? That's up anything. So from what did the letter say? Was it a specific to a specific person? Did how'd you pick the letter to write? Oh, Sean, the best question. So,
2: so here I am thinking, oh, Mr. Author, I'm so precious. Watch this. I'm gonna get my inner fourth grader. And I'm going to write this letter. Oh, gosh. And it was so beautifully not. It was just like, oh, oh, Mr. Adult trying to go for it. It was, oh, it was horrific. Um, so I said to the kids, I said, look, we're going, do, we're going to try this a different way. I said, look, I want you to, to, to go home, maybe work with your parents or something, and just write things that you're thankful for. So they came back, and I took lines off of that. And I put it in the letter, and it it's dear mom and dad. Just dear, like uh, I actually have to look it on on the on the site. But basically, it's to teachers and mom and dad and and whoever's you know. And uh, it goes into these lines, and it sounds like kids, and it uh-huh. sounds syntax and in di- diction. And there's only like five or six lines, because I mean the letters they're you know they're six foot high. We literally had to hand write them out and then paint them in. It's just remarkable. Like, it's so cool. So go to national thank you cool. and look at that. And there's, what's really fun about that is we, um we took the letter, the envelope and stamp out onto the football field. My son, he's a great drone operator. He does all sorts of stuff. So we have a picture of it coming down into it with the kids. Oh, amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's a hoot and a half guys.
1: So framing it like this, we obviously an amazing thing, but, what have you found that you have seen with the kids that's really made a difference with them? Actually, doing these letters, and why is that so important to their mental wellness? Maybe all our mental wellness, but, but yeah, yeah. I think
2: I think one aspect of, well, one of the biggest things that I like to promote is gratitude. You know, people are talking these days. Well, we got to practice gratitude, and we got. I go, I got a better idea. Let's do something. Let's do gratitude, right? Like physically, let's walk our talk. Practicing sounds great, but I think it's getting a little bit threadbare, a little bit overworn right there. Let's practice. And it sounds so, but doing it. Well, what do you mean by do it? Well, I mean something like, like, for example, community service is great in teaching kids what that means at all different levels. And here for me, it's a fun way of getting in the back door for them. They're like, whoa, this isn't community service. Oh, yeah, I guess it was. It is. It's a way of giving back to your community in a totally different manner. So, and not just this, but we do this with other items. Like I said, Hurricane Harvey or Lahaina or whatever the case may be. And the kids begin to understand, well, this is actually fun to give. And mm-hmm. so now they're getting that into their system like, wow, get being, having gratitude and giving it makes you feel good, makes you smile. And, um, and it's
1: fun. So, I mean, with gratitude, a lot of times you, you write three things you're grateful for, but like, as you said, you don't actually do the thing. Like you say, I'm grateful to this person for that or whatever, but you don't actually tell them or, you know, share that with them, right? So it's kind of just within you, which is great. You feel it, but like, it sounds like that, taking that ax, extra step is gonna like amplify the whole thing. Amplify it, oh my gosh, think about this.
2: Think that the scientific studies behind, behind the, this doing acts of gratitude they're phenomenal. It's for for example, I think they say there's a 35 percent reduction in depressing and de- in depression. There's like a 10 percent bump in happiness. I mean, they how however they measure these things, but you do feel good about it. And one of the things, for example, this last National Thank You Letter Day, and I'm going to make it a month because it's like one day and it's one and done. But I think um, is I wanted to create a new tra- tra- uh, tradition in Thanksgiving, which is write a thank you letter to someone that you want to thank, give thanks to for something they've done in your life. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's really fascinating. And you know, somebody actually said, well, who are you going to give thanks to? And I was like, well oh, I hate those type of interviews where they actually, you have to like, think what? The yes. heck is and I had to think about it. And it was actually someone who had recently passed away and I'm going to send the letter to her daughter. And she had a, uh, significant uh, role in my life when I was cowboy, working okay. as a cowboy. And uh, and I meant to, I meant to, right? Gosh, there it is. I should have, would have, could have, and I didn't. But here it is. I'm still going to do it. I'm going to walk that talk and, and, and get it out there. But I think it's like, all right, Sean, the, you know, I'm going to put it under the challenge, the thank you right. letter challenges. who would you write a thank you letter?
1: To? Yeah. There's a teacher that I don't even know she's alive, but she made such a difference when I was in, like a sophomore in high school. Uh, change just changed the course of my life with, with some simple advice. I was a I'm not really totally a political person, but at the time I lived in Orange County, California. It's a very conservative area. And I just have to do my politics at the time. You know, I just wanted to get involved in politics. And she was a a very liberal person in a very conservative town. And she said, Sean. There's only one uh, organization in our in our area you can join. It's a young Republican organization. So she gave me that gift, even though it was totally contrary to her politics. She didn't even know it was my politics, but wasn't that amazing? Like wow. She was able to like just step aside and say, hey, this guy wants yeah. to get involved. He wants to learn. There's only this one area right now. So even though I don't agree with it, I'm going to like encourage. So that's an example to me of things, right? That's a really selfless thing. And I'm, I'm very grateful uh-huh. to that person. I'm going to write it, even if she's not around anymore. I think just the act of writing, it might feel good.
2: Oh my gosh! Or if you could find her kids, or I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you know, that's right. That's it's right. Really interesting talk about a exercise yeah. or a you know doing gratitude. Wow, that's how would cool. that be? I really, you know, it's funny because this was an idea that that came up in a previous interview about doing this this challenge, and I'm sort of like I'm I'm starting to gain some momentum with it. I think it's like, hey, why don't one letter? That's it. My God, I mean, if I received a letter like that, I would, I would be like, wow, I I'd be blown away. So now you bring up a really interesting part about a letter. And this was a discovery I had when writing the legacy letters. And it was so powerful. And that is this. People say, oh, well, I can't I just text or email or you know, something like that, which is like, okay. The point is when you write a letter, I won't follow this. This is so fun. When you write a letter, it takes time. So guess what? If the most valuable gift that you have in your life, the most valuable resource you have is time, then you are actually putting time into that paper. And with that ink and the time it takes and and the humanity, the humanness of, of writing a cursor or print, it doesn't matter. But when someone receives it, they realize that it took time for you to do that. And you are literally, literally giving them the gift of your time on this planet. And they know it, and they know it. Think about that, the whole thing about, you know, the, the girl that, well, if you had a fire in the house, what would you grab? Let's see, you grab your pets, your kids, your, no, wait a second. I mean, your, uh, wait a second. Your kids, can I say that? Oh, your 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 kids, your pets, your photographs, which are now online, and letters. I've asked that question like, oh yeah, my parents wrote love letters to each other or grandparents. What you grab them because you can't replicate. You can't. And they're just, they hold so much time. They hold so much personality. We know more about our rela- the president, is it President Madison and his wife Dolly? We know more about their relationship through their letters, political and otherwise, because they wrote letters. And that we know about almost any modern day president. We can have a gazillion pages of whatever, but those letters talked about what was in the heart, what was in the head, and also the politics of the time. It was extraordinary. When I
1: was in college, um, we still didn't have cell phones really. It wasn't that easy that, to call and stuff. So yeah. people would still write postcards and letters, you know, and I still have some of those from way back oh, when. And they're the, priceless, right? They're the priceless. Digital we, digital, we don't have a way of really retaining that stuff. It kind of just gets lost, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, and, t- and you know, it's so funny. Every year I get to teach about writing the perfect Valentine's Day letter, right? And it's, and people are like, well, what, what do you mean? It's just, this is a great present. So I ended up talking to these kids. It was back up at the school here. I was a class of like sixth graders. So it's just perfect time. And I said to the class, I said, all right, girls, I said, if, would you like to receive a text? or an actual letter from somebody, you know, and how, raise a hand, you know, how many for a text, you know, one girl, how many for a letter? Oh, well, all the girls are up like this. So, and, and I said something to the guys and the guys, Oh yeah, of course, they saw the girls raise their hand. So I did my whole deal. I got to the end of the the, the, the class lecture and I says, okay, anybody have any questions? And this one kid was so priceless. He right. raises his hand. He goes, he goes, Mr. Pappert, when can we get started on these letters? this is like, Oh, you, yeah, you got it. You watched it. It's like, yeah.
1: All right. So we're gonna have to you're gonna have to push your movement to have a month of letter writing because it's at the perfect time of year, Thanksgiving, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, maybe encouraged and cursive if possible. Uh but yes, no, it, it it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful idea for that. Yeah. Um now I'm not gonna let you get off. You're gonna have to before we end, you're gonna have to share one of the first it doesn't have to be the first letter, but a letter that you wrote that like, got you, you know, I don't know, in your life. What letter? Okay. You so, the most, so, so it was really interesting. So, when I was,
2: so, and a bit of the backstory here that makes it, I, I worked in Hollywood in the film industry and features, and I was in the art department. And, and, um, I began to sort of see the writing on the wall with staying in the industry that there were a lot of unhappy people making a lot of money. And, you know, goes on. And you probably are so aware of this living where you do in LA. And uh, so I started to leave. I took a what I call a driveabout. It was the equivalent of a walkabout when you're an aborigine, but if you're an American, you have to do a driveabout. drove around the West, ended up um, in a three-bar town in southern Arizona because that's how you count how big the town population is. And uh, I um, I ended up working on a ranch um, as a cowboy. My granddad had a small ranch when I was growing up, so I sort of came full circle back to my roots. I I. So it was so far, you couldn't see a light to save your life. Talk about going from Hollywood and Laurel to a place where you couldn't see a light, right? So I'm out there, i writing this book and, and I, I didn't go out there to write a book. I went out there to figure it out, whatever that meant. You know, If I'm going to have a midlife crisis, have it early. So I was having it early. And um, so I'm out there, but this idea for this book starts to come up and I start writing these letters. And I was out there for a couple of years. When a buddy of mine said, "Hey, I need you to wrangle for me this mother and daughter that are coming out for a week long trip." Now this was a working ranch, and so this was a horseback trip. And I said, "Sure, I'll take care of them." Well, as it turns out, this this woman was my wife to be. She was out there, yeah, and and she um, when she left, she thought, "Oh, or whatever." It wasn't a fling. We just hit it. We hit it off. It was lovely. Her daughter is a teenager who slept in, so it was perfect. So I could take her on long morning rides. And there was definitely some, you know, kissment and some connection there. And when she left, I was so moved, I wrote her a letter. I was one of those letters she keeps to this day. And every anniversary, she pulls it out and reads it. I was like, oh. And it doesn't make me cringe, but she said, had you not written that letter, I would have never married you.
1: That's unbelievable. How long was that? That was twenty five years ago.
2: Okay, yeah. Coming up, on, we're coming up like next week on our
1: anniversary. So, so when you talk to those kids in that classroom on Valentine's Day, you're speaking from the heart. You're speaking Uh-oh. directly to the heart. On, no, I am going to use that example. I'm going. This is how. This is how you do it, guys. <laughs> and oh my gosh, and you—that's that's amazing. So there, there, there was a story there. Yeah, and, and that book that you wrote, it—you seem to have a theme about writing and expression and communication. And the the book you wrote was, it was called the Legacy Letters. Now it was fictional, but it was so fic- it was so realistic that you won an award for it being fictional and nonfictional or something. Yeah, and, and people like, "You know, that can't be a thing." And I go, "It, it is." <laughs> Read the book,
2: and you'll. I mean, I used to have people come up to me, and, and I I remember one guy said, "Look, you can tell me, are you are you dying? Because you know they, it was like, I said, no." It's, it's fictional. I says, yeah, but no, you can tell. tell me. He he couldn't wrap his head around the fact that, you know, I must have been the guy, you know, and I said, no, 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 but, but I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a wonderful, um, affirmation of what it is to be creative. But I also think it was the vulnerability of where I was at at that time and trying to figure things out, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, early midlife crisis, man. And, and I just put it all down there in these pages and it really, it, very bolder, all very naked, you know, and people yes. respond to that. They respond to that vulnerability. So I, so in some ways, I'm very proud of that, that unusual honor of it being both looked at both ways. And, you know, um, purists will say, well, that can't be, and I hey, missed the point, you missed right. how it's affecting people and really affecting people. And, and they, you know, at one point, Sean, it w- it was interesting, especially doing these these um, book signings and whatnot, that people would come up and it was almost you were a father confessor. You know, people would say things to you like, you know, your book taught me about this or this or this. Or I, I'm just, I was stunned. People would break down crying and and things, and, and I go, well, what 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 oh, what happened? Oh, I read this one letter, one letter. And so after a while, what I would do is I would say, I had this one oh, how is our time doing? Are we okay? It's on time good. Cool, cool, cool. Real quick story at a book signing. Hardly anybody there. That happens, and so I'm very. I think you probably get. I'm a little bit gregarious, right? So I'm like, oh, there's this. There was this mother and son, teenage son. They were walking around, and I said, "Hey, come on over. Come on, I won't buy it. I won't buy it." Then they come on over, and they're like, oh, "Okay, this guy won't leave us alone. You know, he's gonna handpick us until I actually come over." So they come over, and she goes, "Okay, what's your book about?" And I says, "Well." Uh, this is what it's about. She says, oh, that sounds interesting. And I go, oh, let me put the interesting knife out of my back. i like no. this. Oh, come on. And I said, okay, I am going to do something that's never been done in the history of publishing. I'm going to guarantee this book. She goes, how can you guarantee a book? I said, I guarantee if you open up to any page in this book, you'll turn to the next page or I'll give you your money back. And you haven't even bought the book. So she's sort of driven. So she gets the book, starts reading it, and she turns the page. She's like, because I mean, I believe in this writing, right? I mean, I just, it's very powerful, good. And she goes, I'll take two. I was stunned. I was stunned, but that's not the end of the story. So I told the kid, I want him to read too. So he was, he was reading the book and I was just like shocked. Mother goes over to pay for the book. Kids reading. And I said, Hey, man, I got to interrupt you. I said, Never in a million, years, I appreciate you reading the book, but never in a million years that I think you keep reading it. And he turns to me and he goes, He said, "I don't have a father in my life, and I wish the guy in this book was
1: my dad." Oh, how old was that kid? Ah, and And yeah, he was like fourteen. And I just, I, it just took my
2: breath away at that moment—the the the author part and all that. I just, I, I was like human to human there, man. I just, wow, wow, wow. (laughs) Even today, even today, it still gives me that 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 choke in my throat.
1: Yeah. Awesome. So it, I was just going to ask the age range of this book, like, you know, how young can people be to read it? What, teenagers about right there.
2: Yeah. Teenagers. I, You know, even 10 year olds, they get something from it because it's written. This father that that is writing these letters, he he starts to write them when they're to his kids that he would never live to see. I should probably try to get these, 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 these letters are, Letters of advice they're letters of you know just how to live life, but he starts at very young and he realizes i don't have much time. he's in a mountain cabin, he knows he's going to dive there, so he, he write he opens it up to the entirety of life, so you're covering everything from how to take care of horses and how to take care of a car engine to marriage and love and writing letters and I mean it's the gamut, and this little book is the appetizer to the legacy letters complete, which is coming out next. Okay, yeah. Okay. So this is the, and when you read the book, and it says that their children grew up with these letters, and they wanted to give a portion of these letters to the world as a way of saying this is what our father gave to us. So they, that's the the fictional conceit behind it. Got it. Up these letters, but I did not want to bring out a book that would serve as a, um, as, a as a doorstop initially. I wanted something like Tuesdays with Maury's size. Yeah. People could get into it and oh, that's great.
1: Guess what? There's more. That's awesome. Now these were all fiction. This is all created by you.
2: Yeah.
1: Wow. That is amazing. It's it it just reminds me of so many stories when uh, you know, somebody is they knows that they're gonna die or whatever. They communicate somehow. Sometimes they they take the video camera and start talking to the camera, you know. But this, this personal, like we talked about this whole episode, how personal these letters are, how touching they are. And each letter means so much so much time to write. it. So I, I can really, I can really feel that. Uh, wh- what a gift. Wrapping up your look, what's really exciting you right now? Obviously, the National Thank You Letter Day seems like it's a, a big thing for you right now. But what is, what is really exciting you right now? Any last messages you want to share with us?
2: Oh, golly. I really like this. There's so much going on with the, this, the, like you said, with the book and and being able to do all these unusual things. Um, I w- I love this this thank you letter challenge idea. I think it's a cool idea. I'm going to run with it a bit more, maybe um, throughout the Christmas season and starting the new year. Let's start with that because I, if we're going to go for the whole gratitude and mental well-being um, idea and doing gratitude as just opposed to practicing it, let's we could start with something as simple as that. You know, start start with a thank you at the beginning of the year. Start with sending out a gratitude to somebody and saying thank you for changing my life. And it can be big or small. It doesn't have to be the thank you for mowing my lawn. You know, no, thank you for you know reach back in the time machine a bit or wherever someone did a whatever that deed is for you that 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 changed your life, big or small. And I I like this. It's I think it's a neat idea.
1: All right. Well, I will start it. I'm going to write a letter and see if I can find my teacher from 30 years ago and see if she's wow. around. Uh, or like you said, I like the idea of, you know, children or just somebody connected to her. Cause that, that will mean something to them. Right. Wouldn't that be something.
2: So let me know, let me know how that goes. I'll be I, just on a personal note. I would love to see where, where that runs and I need to do on my end. Int- and uh, yeah, yeah. I, I love this idea. I think this is a great thing to, for the next couple
1: months, we can promote. Cool. Well, th- thanks so much. This was fun. I'm so glad we connected. I'm looking forward to all the, all the work you do and um, you're inspiring me to do something different, which is right letter. So I'll do it. Sounds great, Sean. Likewise. Really. All right. Thanks again. All right. Take care. And there you have it. I hope you really got a lot out of this episode. What really connected me today is the, the power of gratitude, but actually taking actions and actually taking it from writing to yourself, writing your list of gratitude, which we talk about just so important and just amplifying it a little bit but actually sending that to somebody else actually sending an an actual letter an old school letter to somebody uh, which can make a big difference in their lives think about it i was thinking about this today when i was talking to them when i was 20 we were still writing kind of letters we weren't really emailing too too much back then i mean we were but there were still people writing postcards and letters. And a buddy of mine from college, I remember he was in Spain doing some kind of program and I got some letters from him, uh, some postcards and some letters that actually I still have today, physical letters. Who does that? Who has that? And I love the tip about his finding his wife or being able to get his wife to date him by writing a powerful, heartfelt letter. So the power of the written word and the power of gratitude, it's the kind of takeaways that I, I take from today. And believe me, these things do help. And maybe you're not having the best day today. Maybe it's been a, a difficult month. Maybe you have some challenges with work or the holiday seasons or whatever. Things happen to be right now. I know I can relate to that. But let's try it together. Let's try writing that thank you letter and see if that helps. And I will do that and see uh, the power and the amplification of taking a challenge and expressing your gratitude. Thank you so much. And we'll check you out next time on Happy Brain. Cheers.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of Happy Brain. If you enjoyed this, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you have an extra second, leave us an honest review over on iTunes or your Apple podcasting app. And until next time, my friends, keep that brain of yours happy.